Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents from around the world. And once again, coming up in this edition, an Egyptian source says preparations for a new round of ceasefire negotiations are underway in Cairo. The U.S. Congressional Budget Office predicts that the country's federal deficit will grow significantly over the next 10 years. And in a speech to the UN General Assembly, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the world has entered an age of chaos. We start with the Israel-Palestine conflict. Hopes for a truce to halt over four months of fighting in Gaza remain alive. An Egyptian source says preparations for a new round of ceasefire negotiations are underway in Cairo. This comes after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected an earlier truce proposal. Meantime, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas has discussed Palestinian statehood and the situation in Gaza Strip with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in the West Bank. Elena Bagataros has more from Jerusalem. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected a Hamas ceasefire proposal. Now, this was a phased withdrawal that would have occurred over around four and a half months. It would have seen the release of the remaining roughly 100 hostages still being held by Hamas in Gaza, in return for the release of Palestinian prisoners who are being held in Israeli jails. It would also have seen the return of Palestinian civilians to the northern part of Gaza and the withdrawal of Israeli troops. Now, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said this is not acceptable. He has said that victory for Israeli defense forces is within reach, within months and not years, and he insists that Israeli troops must defeat Hamas, which is the military, orga- the militant organization which raided the parts of Israel on October the 7th and cost roughly 1,200 mainly civilian lives and uh, took many hostages into Gaza. Now it's unclear if this means. That this is、uh, an end to the negotiations, or simply another step in a very difficult negotiating process. The U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Israel. He, this is part of his fifth trip to the region, and he has he is still continuing to try to broker a ceasefire deal along with Qatar and Egypt. Now, on the ground in Gaza, there has been intense fighting still, and there is intense. Military operations in the south of the Gaza Strip, concentrating on the town of Rafah. This is a town on the border with Egypt, and it is where more than half of the population of the Gaza Strip is now concentrated. The humanitarian situation is increasingly dire. The, Uni- the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has expressed. Severe concerns about the humanitarian concern about the humanitarian situation there. There are many people still living in tents. It is cold. It is wet,、uh, and there's also the added complication of this being on the border with Egypt. That was Elena Bactoros reporting. In the United States, the U.S. Congressional Budget Office predicts that the country's federal deficit will grow significantly over the next 10 years. Caroline Malone has more. The federal budget deficit is likely to go from 1.6 trillion dollars this year to about 2.6 trillion in 2034, according to the Congressional Budget Office. Smaller than previous deficit projections, but it's still significant. Philip Swagel, the director of the CBO, which produces budgets and economic projections to help Congress, said on Wednesday that there are several reasons, including rising interest costs and an aging population, meaning higher federal health costs. 
The CBO also sees economic growth slowing fractionally this year and increasing again next after an expected decrease in interest rates from the Federal Reserve. Funding for immigration and border issues are big Congress topics this year, as is the economy. Relatedly, the CBO projects the labour force will grow by 5.2 million people over the next decade, largely due to net immigration. That is likely to boost economic output in the 10-year window. But short-term unemployment may hit 4.4% by the end of this year. That was Caroline Malone reporting. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the world has entered an age of chaos. He made the remarks in a speech on Wednesday to the UN General Assembly, outlining his priorities for 2024, saying that he will never give up pushing for peace. Jody Jacobs reporting from the United Nations in New York. In a world that faces many major challenges, the United Nations Secretary General has outlined his priorities for the year ahead. He touched on various issues that trouble the world, and his overarching message was peace. Antonio Guterres told the General Assembly here in New York that as he scans the landscape of today's world, the one thing that is missing most dramatically is peace. Peace can achieve wonders that wars never will. Wars destroy. Peace builds. But in today's troubled world, building peace is a conscious, bold, and even radical act. It's humanity's greatest responsibility. But his message comes at a time of many conflicts, including in the Middle East, Sudan, and Ukraine. In Gaza, the World Body reports on Wednesday that intense fighting continues in the Strip, especially around Khan Yunus. It says Israeli forces have intensified their siege of the Nasser Hospital there, putting at risk 300 medical personnel, 450 wounded. And 10,000 displaced people seeking shelter in the hospital compound. And the secretary general says this situation is a festering wound on the world's collective conscience. United Nations Security Council, the primary platform for questions of global peace, is deadlocked by geopolitical fissures. This is not the first time the council has been divided, but it is the worst. Today's dysfunction is deeper and more dangerous. And so our world is entering in an age of chaos. Addressing the issue of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, the Secretary General said that they remain woefully off track. A major challenge for him, he says, is to bring them back on track. Guterres says top of his agenda will be far-reaching reforms of the international financial architecture. Today's architecture is outdated, dysfunctional, and unfair. It favours the rich countries that designed it nearly eight years ago. It fails to offer countries the affordable finance required to meet our shared goals, and it does not fulfil the basic foundational function of providing a financial safety net for all developing countries. The Secretary General also touched on the climate crisis, saying it remains the defining challenge of our time. Guterres stressed that the fossil fuel era. Is on its last legs, and that the renewable energy revolution is unstoppable. That was Jody Jacobs reporting from New York. Turning to China, the year of the loan with the Chinese dragon is just around the corner, and hundreds of millions are on the move, crisscrossing China to reach their hometowns or simply go on holidays. 
The country's railway system logged a record of over 30 million passenger trips on Wednesday. Air transport also witnessed a travel peak with nearly 1.9 million passenger trips. The Spring Festival travel rush for Chunyun in Chinese is the country's busiest travel season. During the 40-day period, people are expected to make a whopping 9 billion trips across the country. Meantime, China has downgraded the emergency response for snowfall and freezing weather to the least severe level in the central provinces of Hubei and Hunan. Weather authorities are expecting calmer weather conditions ahead for the Chinese New Year holiday. For a better sense of the rush season ahead of the Chinese New Year, Gao Ang has more from Beijing South Railway Station. There are a lot of passengers rushing to check in and bringing the special purchases for the Spring Festival back home. And then officials here told me that they've seen almost two million passenger trips since the travel rush began, and they've done a lot to ensure the passengers can travel smoothly here at the station. For example, they've opened additional express entrances for those passengers whose train、uh, will start leave in、uh, within 20 minutes. And then、uh, this year, the Spring Festival starts from January the. 26 until March the 15th, and official data shows that a record 9 billion passenger trips will be expected during the 40-day period. And today is also very close to the Spring Festival. And as for celebrations th- this year, there are a lot of temple fairs will be returning after the COVID restrictions. And、uh, for me, as a kid, I went to the Ditan Temple Fair a lot. And this year, Ditan Temple Fair will have a lot of folk arts,、uh, traditional culture performances, and also、uh, the intangible cultural heritage. Demonstration、uh, at the Temple Fair, and also、uh, at the Longtan and Changdian Temple Fairs, people are will be able to enjoy the traditional snacks and also the ice and snow sports. So, besides Temple Fairs, as the year of Long is approaching,、uh, the Dragon Dance also can be seen at a lot of、uh, cultural landmarks here in Beijing, and then,、uh, there are many of the tourist sites. They will also offer、uh, the lessons and lectures about the culture and have a lot of、uh, festive celebrations. And during nights, people can also enjoy the lantern hanging up at a lot of cultural landmarks here in Beijing. And besides this, many people will go to the temple to pray for the best luck for the new year. And then at the, the, the dinner table in northern China,、uh, dumplings and also many traditional snacks can also cannot be missed. That was Gao Ang sharing her observations at one of Beijing's busiest transport hubs. It's not only people here in China in a festive mood ahead of the big holiday. In Washington, the Chinese embassy has already staged celebrations to share the joy with the local population. Benny Lin takes a closer look. What better way to welcome the year of the long? The Chinese embassy in the U.S. prepared a movable feast to whet appetites for the celebrations to come. As China's most important festival, rich in traditions, the event shared Chinese culture with hundreds of guests. Who indulged in calligraphy, paper cutting, and savored exquisite Chinese delicacies? The Chinese ambassador Xie Feng joined the gala, extending his heartfelt New Year wishes to all. The stabilizing and improving Sino-U.S. relations to the descendants of the dragon marching forward with bright prospects to happiness, health, and peace. The latest Spring Festival customs include watching the New Year's gala called Chunwan, the most watched TV program in the world. Last year's show attracted 11 billion views across all channels. Performing live, a spectacle you might see on Chunwan, traditional Chinese opera with its exotic costumes, masks, and headgear, blending dance, music, and ancient Chinese stories. 
The featured performers, the Sichuan Opera Theater of Chengdu, dazzled the audience, ensuring this cultural tradition was also celebrated in style here in the U.S. I'm a fourth-generation Marylander whose great-grandfather came from China in the late 1800s, and celebrating Chinese New Year's has always been one of the most、um, important family traditions. We, as a diaspora, are sharing our culture and our heritage with others. I think it's important to embrace like all culture, and I think it'd be really helpful for everyone.、Uh, it's a good way to build community, is like embracing others and like and seeing how other people celebrate. A prelude to global festivities for the Year of the Loan, the Chinese zodiac sign that symbolizes prosperity, power, and good luck. That was Benny Lin at the Chinese Embassy in Washington. Recapping today's headlines, an Egyptian source says preparations for a new round of ceasefire negotiations are underway in Cairo. The U.S. Congressional Budget Office predicts that the country's federal deficit will grow significantly over the next ten years. And in a speech to the UN General Assembly, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the world has entered an age of chaos. That's it for this edition of the Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Wang Zhang. Thank you for listening.